Havvold Müller ve Jamesi Kordan gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages the wrestling world brings to you its podcast champions of the world pedge the maniac weapon x the legends of wrestling hell yeah legend of wrestling is here we are finally here uh this is numero uno okay this is uh episode one um and you better keep up because this shit is gonna Take off before you know it. Uh, yeah, dummy. Yeah, dummy. Uh, this is dedicated to wrestling and other sports. Uh, we're just going to have fun with it. We're going to see where it goes. Uh, and episode one is on the way. We got some uh, news already. Uh, Nick Aldis is finally in WWE. Finally. Finally. Uh, <laughs> the GM of SmackDown. Uh, I liked how he, uh, how Trips was like, um, Adam Pierce is actually the GM of Raw, which is hilarious because he's been the GM of both shows for like the last year and a half. Um, and at some point, what's her name, was also a co-GM, uh, the chick who got, um, she got fucking raided in Florida, like some stalker was raiding her house. Who was Sonya Deville? Sonya Deville. Yeah, yeah. Sonya Deville, and then she just naturally went back into wrestling. Um, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Nick Aldis, by the way. Thankfully, you have now escaped the purgatory that they call NWA wrestling, where careers go to die. <laughs> Welcome to the WWE, the big time. Who's the champ now? Who's the NWA champ? Who is it? I don't even know. I, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, well, I'll look that up. But in the meantime, in the meantime, <laughs> where um, careers go to die. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, if we, if he was getting a push, we would know. Yeah. Um, well, thank God, L.A. Knight is here. Yeah. In yeah, the WWE. Yeah. L.A. Knight. <laughs> yeah. Let me talk to you. So, uh, as you guys know, our Instagram page has the uh, the legend himself, uh, the mighty Aaron Sheik, the greatest champion. Of all time. Cameraman, zoom it. Oh, it's going to be zoomed into you right now. So mm. tell, tell him. Tell him, Sheik. You better listen to the leader. Other boss, hus, breaks you, put you in a camel clutch, break your back, fuck your ass, and then I'll make you to be humble. All country, so you respect the Sheik. <laughs> you heard him. Yeah. Now let me talk to you, brother. The Sheik. He's been complaining and bitching and moaning. He hasn't been taking his vitamins. And now all he's been doing is complaining about me, Brian Blair, and every other person who's against what he says. Fuck the vitamins. Fuck the prayers. Fuck you and have a good day. <laughs> that last part. 
Now, the hilarious part is uh, Weapon X is actually a Hulkamaniac at heart, but he's also a chic admirer. And of course, you know, now you know, if you didn't know, uh, an impersonator of chic to a T. The impersonator. The impersonator. The impersonator. No one can match, nor have they even tried to impersonate the chic as adequately as what you just heard. So you're going to get a lot of that on this show, and that's, that's why we have the legend himself as the cover of this podcast, the Iron Sheik. Rest in peace, Iron Sheik. Rest in peace to the legend. Um, it's a great way to start this episode. Um, so let's talk about it, man. What's been going on in the world of pro wrestling? Uh, we will not call it sports entertainment because Vince ain't in charge no more. That is true. That is actually a relief to a lot of people in the wrestling industry. I know some people loved Vince, but uh, for the most part, um, he did a lot of positive things to push the um, sport forward. But um, his time is now come to a close mm-hmm. and it could have come to a close any sooner because I'm excited for this new era with Triple H at the helm. And um, what is it now that the UFC has bought it out now? That's what right, is- Endeavor, right? Endeavor, Endeavor, yes. Endeavor, Endeavor has a majority ownership now of WWE and UFC. This is not news, of course. Everyone knows this. Um, but it actually went into effect. And as a result, Vince was asked to leave his position. Um, was he asked or did they approach him and say, you are fire? <laughs> That's probably, that would have been apropos. And if it was Trips that did that, that would have been hilarious because it would have been like him marrying his daughter all over again on, <laughs> on the screen. Now he's, his daughter is, Steph is also gone. So she's not in charge. Shane has been dealing with tearing his quads. I think it runs in the family, the quad tears. They all haven't have fucking tore their quads. What is going on? Have they all tore their quads? Vince, has, has Steph tore her quads? <laughs> She's torn something else. Vince, <laughs> Vince. No debate there. <laughs> Vince has torn both quads in one Royal Rumble match. What's it, Royal Rumble? No. I don't think it was the Royal Rumble. It was a Cena versus uh, Batista match. That's where it happened. And it was the... Um, they tore him simultaneously. They like, tore him simultaneously. Like how, does, how the hell does that happen? Exactly. Only Vince, right? He came into the ring because there was a there was a, a controversy with the ending of the Cena-Batista match all those years ago. Because both refs came and raised the other, per, other wrestler's hand. And Vince came in pissed off. And then he had to, he had to be the uh, final judge of the situation... With him sitting on his ass, everyone knows this. That was a hilarious moment. But, of course, he tore his quads. Triple H tore his quads on the ring announcer when he was trying to give the uh, the uh, Yeah, pedigree. this was during the uh, two-man power trip uh, yeah. push when he was with Stone Cold in the tag team match. That's right. And he tried to yeah. give the pedigree to tri- to Jericho. I believe it was Jericho. Was it Kurt? I think it was Jericho. It, yeah, but was- I, I could be mistaken. If you're watching the podcast, correct us in the comments. Yeah, but, yeah. We love getting yeah. corrected because we are humble. We are going to be humble. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, so Trips tore his quad on that, and then he came back uh, all those years later, at, um, or like a year later, uh, with that fucking denim jacket that was dope. But uh, that was in the old uh, days of the WWE. Yeah. Now we're entering a new era the with new Trips era. at the helm. And what do we have up first during this new era that is approaching? We have the push of LA Knight. Yeah. Let me talk to you. L.A. Knight. Yeah. How come he doesn't say dummy anymore? I wish he did. 
Um, I don't know. Maybe they're just uh, saving that. He's putting it in his back pocket. That's where the button is. Like, dummy. <laughs> dummy. Yeah, because that was such a TNA bit. I get it. They don't want to ever refurbish TNA stuff. Well, I mean, TNA didn't really do justice by him anyway. I'm pretty sure LA Knight's glad that the dummy button has been uh, retired for now. That's so, right. That's right. So... Um, as late as uh, the latest uh, developments with LA Knight has been on SmackDown with uh, him coming out with John Cena supporting him. Um, we, If you haven't seen that, watch it. It just happened uh, on SmackDown last night It as of the uh, time of this recording. And um, yeah, it, it, and, and Roman Reigns came back. Uh, I think he was injured uh, on, a, on a shoot. Yeah, he was injured. Yeah. I believe he was injured in the last match that he had. Um, they said it wouldn't interfere with anything, but that's probably because they didn't ha- want to have him on TV for any period of time anyway. Yeah, but right, right. Anyway, How LA Knight uh, faced off with uh, Roman Reigns. And what did you have to think about that segment? I think I like it. But you and I have been talking about the rest of this year in, in the storylines in WWE and what we thought was going to happen leading into Philly's WrestleMania 40, the big one. And I think we both... you were a fan of LA Knight versus The Miz. You thought that was a great story. Um, and, and let's focus in on, on LA Knight because I know you, you were a big fan. Um, I like him too. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's been criticized as being like a remake of Stone Cold and The Rock, which I don't think is a criticism. I think it's, it's a compliment because The Rock and, and Austin were so different in character. And to be able to kind of use little bits of inspiration from both characters to create LA Knight or Eli Drake, uh, formerly known as. Um, yeah, I think it's genius. So, and I think you and I agree on that. Um, but you know, Kevin Nash likes to hate. Uh, so, um, but you know, Kev, Kev has been hating on a lot of things lately, but, uh, Kev did a lot of positive things for, um, pro wrestling. Sure. Um, but, I don't always agree with all his views, despite being a big NWO mark. If you didn't know, now you know. I am for life, even though they're not on TV anymore. They're still the NWO in my heart. But that aside, um, I always wondered what they were going to do with LA Knight and the WWE. First off, I mean, they put him in NXT. Um, Obviously, they do that with most people other than AJ Styles when they first come in there to get them acclimated to the WWE way of... um, performing in matches um and they gave him the name la Knight. i didn't really think there was anything necessarily wrong with eli drake I'm not hitting on the name la Knight either i was just questioning in the beginning because i was like where does this go like how does this uh relate to his character yeah and what are they going to do with him because they've fumbled the ball so many times in different organizations when it comes to la Knight. yeah um he just plugged my other podcast <laughs> yeah, <like> <laughs> and um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, go ahead and watch that podcast if you haven't. I appear on it twice already. But the um, the main issue that a lot of people have had, as you said, is the amalgamation of different characters, in particular Stone Cold and uh, The Rock. But this is my thing. If you're going to uh, take bits from people that influence you you might as well take them from some of the best to ever do it which were the rock and stone cold when it comes to in-ring promos and when it comes to mannerisms and body language and everything else that comes in the package uh with being a pro wrestler and if it really was so much like stone cold 
and The Rock, you really think that people would really catch on to it. Um, he would be called out as an impersonator by most people, in my opinion. But because there's only elements of that and there's so much more to his character, I think people can see that be as not a ripoff, but as an homage. And that's why people take to him so well. Let's, by the way, not forget history. And, and, and a lot of the legends... Um, a plug for this podcast, Legend of Wrestling. Please subscribe, by the way. Um, we need we need all of you, all the wrestling fans, sports fans too. Um, I have a lot of teams that are horrible that I like to complain about. So this will be a, a great show for that. Um, and basketball. We both are avid uh, NBA fans, um, and uh, we have a lot to talk about that in future episodes as the NBA is uh, starting to ramp up. Um, but yeah, a lot of superstars or just um, legends of, of this industry have borrowed from previous legends of this industry. Absolutely. That has not been a secret. Uh, Stone Cold has gone on the air and said that he uh, used a lot of mannerisms and, and he uh, ideas from Ric Flair, who was one of his favorite wrestlers. Um, the Von Erics, he, he was inspired a lot by them. Um, and And... They're making a Von Erich film, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's got to be... That's yeah, you got to check that, that out. I can't wait to see who, who's playing who. I but. mean, look, you have Hulk Hogan taking from... Um, Bruno? Well, partially from Bruno. He's also taken from Billy Graham. Billy Graham, yeah. And uh, even outside of wrestling, he took from Muhammad Ali. He's yeah. a, He said numerous times that a lot of his interviews and the way he approached it was from Muhammad Ali. And then some of the more blatant ones, yeah. you could look at no further than, if you think about it, there was a million dollar man, but then you've got Bradshaw, which was basically the Texan ripoff. Okay, I've never thought of that. That's crazy to me. He's a rich guy that was trying to buy people off with his money and You're matches right, and huh? stuff. And then you have Damn. the Hispanic version, <laughs> the the you know, or in to be more specific because he I know is Mexican. I know what you Alberto want. Del Rio. Wasn't that his music? I thought I, I thought I remember that. I just my favorite scene, my favorite moment from uh, Alberto was. Uh, <laughs> When he tried to cash it in his money in the bank on Punk, and then Punk just kicked him, and he fucking left. He that could was... never say John Cena either. He always called him Jan Cena. <laughs> Sounds like fucking uh, uh, Santino Marella. <laughs> Which That's is, what... but Santino did things like that on purpose. I know. <laughs> like, this guy really could say it, and I couldn't for the life of me understand why, because, you know... Things that begin with a J in, you know, Spanish, usually yeah. it's like an H, you know? It's like you say Jose, yeah. Josue, or, you know, where do you get Jan? That's like yeah. European. That's like what Germans do with a J. It's like, where are you from? Are you really Mexican, bro? <laughs> do you speak Spanish? Juan, they say, usually. Jan yeah. is Juan. Yeah, that, that's, that. well, that's the exact translation for it. Jan yeah. is like Juan. Uh, yeah, but yeah. this guy would call him Jan Cena. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. But like back to LA Knight, like so yeah, full circle. LA Knight, uh, he um let's not poo-poo his character. Um he's been doing this since TNA. He's 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 just ramped it up even more. Uh the um the the what was his fucking name with the whole model thing? That was the dumbest. I did it was something Dupree. Max, Max Dupree. Max, Max Dupree. Or yeah. Max Dupree, that's what they would say. Um I feel like that was him paying his dues. I honestly think that was him just paying his dues. Vince knew that this guy is a, is a, is a star waiting to happen. Um, it's the same way they did with uh, Stone Cold and Million Dollar Man, right? The, it, like that was uh, 
that was Austin paying his dues, and then it was just, and then when he became Stone Cold, they took off, or or uh, you know, The Rock being in the uh, when he started up with the long hair and then, then those colorful tights, you remember the, the Rocky Maivia, Rocky Maivia, yeah. Literally, they were just they were just trying to. You know. Oh, you! I remember those days. Die, Rocky, die. Yeah, yeah. They, he got it. He paid his dues. Roman Reigns has paid his dues, and and so, I feel like, uh, yeah, Max Dupree was short lived for good good reason, and uh, L.A. Knight is is what he was meant to be. Absolutely. So, what do you think is going? What, what, so let's go into. Um, so he 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 went face to face with Roman Reigns. He had a match with uh, Solo. Cause by the way, he did an excellent job on the mic against Roman Reigns. I think it was probably one of his uh, better promos in terms of the way that he delivered it, the cadence in which he delivered it. Because there were some promos that, even though he usually has great mic work, that sounded a bit shaky in delivery. Where with he, Miz, he definitely had that. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, it's really hard to go um, to promo to promo, toe to toe with Miz. But um, when you're talking about like Roman Reigns, like he was solid. You know, he was firm. He pretty much uh delivered it the way he was supposed to deliver it yep. it was really convincing um again i don't think it was his best promo but yeah it was it was certainly one of his better ones since he's come to the wwe Facts. um i think he's doing a great job and as far as um where we saw this coming like you said we talked about this a couple of months ago i said because there was a lack of challengers for roman reigns and we were trying to figure out how they were going to draw this bloodline storyline into WrestleMania. And you did mention LA Knight. Yep. And I did say that if they were to do it, they would have had to start his push at least six months before WrestleMania. And and we're heading into what right now? What's the what's the pay-per-view we're heading into? Um, we are heading into... Well, we just got done with Fastlane, yeah, right? right. And what are your thoughts on that? Real I quick? know in November, there's Survivor Series. Survivor Series. So Is October, there something in between that? Uh, well, we'll double check on that. Yeah, but, I'm looking at the uh, WWE live premium. But events. if it's Survivor Series, you have a whole bunch of possibilities to draw it out if they bring back the traditional Survivor Series matches. Yeah. And again, if they were going to bring LA Knight towards a possible push to a title run, they were going to have to start it now because you need to do the build up and you need to establish him enough as a credible threat yeah. approaching, um, again, WrestleMania. The other part about it, though, that's being teased, as you'll see we later had a, that night, yeah, yeah, there was a stare off yeah. between. Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns as well and they did tease earlier in the week I believe it was I might be mistaken I think it was Michael Cole that asked him if this was the end of his story and that was a tough question for Cody so I believe that it's a tease they're trying to throw some misdirections at us and I also 100% believe with um, uh, in in the midst of all of the changes happening in, in the front office with with the uh, with Vince no longer having creative control, um, and and Triple H taking the helms, look how immediately no, no pun intended on helms, um, no uh, look how quickly things have shifted. NXT was insane this past week. NXT was literally like a star-studded return for a lot of people. Taker I mean, came back, by the way. Yes, we, yeah, Taker came back and choke slammed the fuck out of Braun Breaker. And then he uh, didn't he give him the last ride? 
Um, I no, he knocked him out. Uh, yeah, he knocked, he knocked him, out. him out. Yes, yeah, that's, that, that's exactly yeah. what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing: the, the the only thing I'm wondering where they go with this is if it's a one off because when Ron Breaker was doing his program yeah. with um um with Baron Corbin because yeah. they just got done with that. Yeah. Um, Baron Corbin was talking about how. Braun Breaker was trying to present himself as a badass. Yeah. And by the way, Halloween Havoc is the next NXT pay-per-view. I see. Premium live event. Are they gonna call it that still now that it never bought it? Uh, I don't know. Because we'll UFC see. Has, has pay-per-views. So what does what does uh Well they're still I don't know if I don't know. Pay-per-view is kind of And also premium live events are all on uh Peacock. So they're not gonna be able to charge like sixty bucks for these like they were with um I don't know. That's a that's an interesting question. It's interesting to see where they go. But the only thing that I was gonna say is that you know when they Baron Corbin dropped the under name dropped the Undertaker, kind of hinting at yeah. what was to come, but nobody really thought about it because they thought the Undertaker is completely retired. Mm-hmm. Is that Braun Breaker tried to shake that off as like he didn't care about who Baron Corbin went against and so forth, and then here is. Here's uh, NXT, and The Undertaker shows up. Now, do I like it as a one-off? Yes. I like Braun Breaker kind of getting his comeuppance, getting humbled a little bit. But if they do take it in the direction where they try to break Taker back for a match, I don't think I'm so. not a big fan of that. I, 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 so. I hope they don't do that. Uh, Taker's, as, as amazing as Taker's legacy has been and will continue to be and it will live in infamy, which is ironic because he rested in peace like a couple years ago. Um, but it's uh, I think some of his la- last matches were pretty bad. Like his ma- first of all, the Saudi Arabia match with uh, the the tag team with Kane, um, and then it was Trips and Shawn Michaels one off that came back for one match. Well, that was worse for Shawn Michaels than anybody. Else. That was horrible. And then Trips tore his shoulder up in mm-hmm. that match. It was just like a bunch of like... Taker got injured in that match too. Taker got hurt. And then, and then you know, he, he, his his last match that was great was was the uh, graveyard match with AJ Styles, which was appropriate. And it was it was amazing. It had layers to it. It was a movie. Um, they borrowed some ideas from Dilly. <laughs> they, they did borrow some ideas from that. You got, you got to admit, like, Matt Hardy has uh, changed... Cinematic wrestling for for forever. A very creative mind. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but but yeah. So, but then his match with Goldberg in Saudi Arabia wasn't ugly and gross. But see, they made the mistake of trying to make a lot of unnecessary dream matches, which is kind of the reason why I'm happy that he didn't go through with the one with Sting. You were because, thinking what I was thinking. That's so funny. Because what happened is they tried to throw him in with Goldberg, and Goldberg has never really been a great worker in the ring to begin with, so no. he can't care, help an older wrestler carry himself through a match yeah um same thing with that uh saudi arabia main event it was four older guys one who hadn't been in the ring in god knows how long um and they were all like you know at the twilight of their careers nobody was going to carry that match it was it was it was tough even triple h himself was you know beyond his prime at that point yeah um and then, you know, some of the, the other ones, I mean, even the one that he had with Roman wasn't all that good because I don't think Roman was quite at the level to carry a match. Um, Do you think he should have just left after the Brock loss? 
Do I think that uh, Taker should have just been like, all right, that's it? Would that would that would that have disappointed fans, or you think that would have uh, made his like legacy kind of be poetic? I don't. I think that fans might have been slightly disappointed, but I do think because he got in, a in terms of fucking concussion. On in terms moment. of business, it would have been good because even though the fans might have been slightly disappointed mm-hmm. in the end, okay, someone finally broke the streak, and there was a reason for it yeah. because. Instead of Taker lingering around, even though Brock still benefited, he would have benefited even more yeah. as being credited as the guy not only ended the streak, but ended the career. Right. Was that match? Uh, However, yeah. I don't agree that it should have been Brock. I think that it was a mistake to make him lose to Brock or even have that program because they needed to give that to a younger superstar that needed a legitimate push. Brock was already on top of the mountain when he did that match. And he but didn't what, need the bush. And he didn't benefit as much as another wrestler would have from beating Taker. I I see your point, but I feel like it wouldn't have worked if they gave it to someone else. I mean, in that time, who... I mean, Punk had him the year before. Do you think Punk should have beaten him? No, because Punk was having too many backstage problems and they were fearing that he was going to leave. And it was probably the right decision not to have him beat him because he was already threatening to be out the door. Yeah. I have to revisit that point in time well, in, have, in wrestling. I, mean, I remember. But you, I do think that somebody else could have benefited from that. Push. Roman? Um, he would have. I think they would have booed the shit out of him if he won. No, because Roman wasn't prepared either. They were stuffing him down people's throats. Yeah. Um, again, I, mean, here, here I don't. Been... I have to revisit that point in time in history to see who would have had the buzz. Yeah, but somebody definitely could have used it much more than right Brock. WrestleMania Thirty. Uh, can you? What's really crazy is that was almost ten years ago. That's yeah. what's crazy. But. <laughs> I you thought, know, getting to L.A. night right now, L.A. night, and then we're going to go ahead and talk uh, about some other uh, lingering topics. But just to finish up on L.A. night for the moment, because we're going to have plenty more to talk about when it comes to him, I am very sure. But do you think that um, with L.A. night um, being given the push that he is right now, do mm-hmm. you think that um, he is going to have – um, success against Roman Reigns when they put him up there, or do you think that? Um, I like this. Um, he, do you think that it's going to be another setback thing like Cody Rhodes had last year? I think it's time. I think if you're going to take the belts off of Roman Reigns, you got to do it at 40. I think if he keeps it after 40, it's that's when he'll really get white heat. He's going to get really ugly heat after that. People are ready, just like they were ready at 30 for Daniel Bryan to take the belt. And Vince is not the owner anymore, so I can say belt. <laughs> but, you know, so I think I think Bryan, uh, same thing. It would be it's time. Um, and these six months is the same kind of push that uh, that Bryan was getting. But the difference was Bryan was getting it from the people. And this one is getting it from the office. That's assuming that, you know, they put him in the main event of WrestleMania. Uh, so, yeah. They might push him before that. And if it's before that, it's like... So let's talk oh, about this. Man. Because obviously they're going to go into a match. Do you think he's going to fight Roman Reigns before WrestleMania? 
directly, um, I don't know. Um, I can see the possibility of him doing so only because, um, he again, six months. I, I, I do agree that they should build him up, but he's already facing off with him. So I don't know what kind of matches they... Yeah. Now, Survivor Series, they can hold off. Actually, you know what? There is a very good chance that he can make it to WrestleMania. And I'll tell you why. Okay, if they so do this are we properly, going into predictions now? We're going to kind of... Not, kind of more like speculation. Yeah, right. Because I don't want to say this is a prediction because it may not. But how it could be handled. We're approaching Survivor Series. We're approaching. So I'll tell you. The next pay-per-view, NXT Halloween Havoc. Yeah, but you and know then, that. And then Crown Jewel and then Survivor Series. Okay. Yes. So. But with. Um, Crown Jewel is going to have its own storyline, by the way. It's not going to be in line with. Um, but even if it doesn't. Let's just say it doesn't. Right now, they're putting him there. There, they seem to be putting him in a collision course with Solo right now. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is the bloodline. They could keep him with Solo. They could switch him off with Jimmy later. They can make it to Survivor Series because Survivor Series. Actually, I've been saying this for a while. This year, they really need to bring back the original Survivor Series match for at least two matches because. Mm-hmm. There are a whole lot of strong factions in the WWE right now. It would benefit them to co- have these teams collide for in a form of supremacy. Mm. And maybe have one team that's not necessarily a faction, but kind of like a ragtag uh, group of people that like maybe LA Knight and John Cena put together, mm. for example. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you already have um, this uneasy alliance which could turn into friction with the Bloodline mm. and the Judgment Day. Um, and then... And then there definitely probably could be one more um, team fit in there. We could see. I don't know because there's a there could be a faction that could go. Against, there could be another team like I just mentioned that could be put together to go against that faction. Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, uh, oh sorry. Uh, let me finish this thought and then I'll get into the one thing that I wanted to to mention. We should talk about this yeah. uh, before moving on. Uh, but Survivor Series could be turned into a faction thing. Then we can stretch it out somehow to the Royal Rumble, and that's where LA Knight could possibly win. And then from those three months, it would make it a lot easier to stretch it out to Roman and WrestleMania. All right. I like this. Okay. Uh, How they do it, I don't know, but I'm just saying that would be like a path. <laughs> I've been talking about this a lot. Uh, everyone's sleeping on the money in the bank. Everyone's sleeping on... on uh, Damien Priest, at least the people we've talked to, including yourself. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, um, I've been, I've been a major proponent for um, Damien Priest since we're talking about speculations. Uh, I'm gonna bring this in. I've been a major proponent of Damien Priest getting that ultimate stealing of the spotlight moment, just like Seth Rollins did at 31. At 31. I want him to come in this what at Mania, and I'll I'll say I'll I'll explain how I think he's going to get involved, like through this storyline you're sharing. Um, I think it would be a waste if he uses it on Seth. Um, although there would be some, you know, like callback to Seth having had done the same thing. But they don't have a feud right now. Now. Seth and Shinsuke, I think that needs to continue because that's a great storyline. So let's not touch that. They can make 
They can make a big program out of that. I feel like they've already ended it, though. It's stupid that they ended it. I think Shinsuke as a heel was so fucking good. And, and, and that angle with the going in on his back and all that, making him humble. <laughs> I don't see the purpose of continuing it now. I do agree with you. They shouldn't have stopped it, but it, was... it should have ended with Shinsuke winning the title. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So is it over or is it is it? Uh... Well, no, they're actually they on Raw. They were setting up another feud for Shinsuke. What about Seth? he was going is... up against like Ricochet? Oh, so oh like my God, that's not a so not like a I don't I don't know where they're going with that because, yeah. because they're talking about Ricochet getting his revenge. But the other thing. Now that you know we've touched up on the LA night thing, yeah, I do. Oh, I do want to bun. Oh, this oh yeah, up. go ahead and uh, go ahead and uh, yeah, finish I just want to bun up this idea with with LA night. So, no, finish your um, prediction with the uh, the case. What is related is what yeah. I'm saying. So I think so. Let's go up to Crown Jewel and Survivor Series. Uh, we'll pause. We'll pause these speculations until that point. I, I do agree that these factions need to go head to head. You have the group with. Um, Bobby Lashley, right, and 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 uh, Street Profits. Mm-hmm. So you have that. You've got um, you've got Judgment Day. Um, what else do we got? We bloodline. Got, well, bloodline. Well, it's like a fractured bloodline right now. So, but I mean, they still got enough to uh, they still got enough to go ahead and put something together. I mean, they and then could, what about what they about could, they could form an alliance with someone, the three of them, and yeah, did did Jimmy end up or did yeah did Jimmy ever ever end up? Joining Judgment Day, he didn't. No, he didn't. He joined. But, he joined. Uh, but, Sammy and. But with that, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that part in a second. Hold that thought, but finish off the briefcase. Right. Yeah. So Judgment Day, okay, Judgment Day. Um, uh, my my prediction on their storyline has been the beef between, um, uh, Damian Priest and uh, fuck, I'm blanking on his name. Um, they had this uh. Since the match that what's his name had against Seth, and then um, he felt like. Are you talking about um, Finn Balor? Finn Balor. See, it's less about Finn Balor now. Now, where I, they've been steering it recently is even Finn Balor has been kind of backing him. They've been turning the attention to JD McCullough. JD McCullough. Okay, so is that just for this uh, coming up upcoming paper? Fucking crown jewels, you think? Or well, is that gonna be... I think that we're going to start to see what direction they're going to go in the biggest, on Monday. The biggest because Monday, team... they have yeah. the rematch for their tag titles. The, the t- You're going to see whatever happens with them yeah. unfold, begin to unfold Monday. So pay attention to that. That's, that's yeah. And it's, thir- I think, the 30th anniversary of, of Raw is coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the thing. I think it's rare that you've seen in a, inside of one faction... Uh, that you would have heel heels and faces at the same time. Have well, you, I mean, uh, even Rio Ripley's an anti-hero at this point. Well, fair enough, but I'm saying like they're so half of them were getting cheered, half of them were getting booed. Yes, and that to me is interesting enough because Damien is like on the line right now as far as becoming of. He's kind like, of a tweener. Yeah, he's a tweener. Rhea is loved by everyone. She, they they think she's the mommy of the whole group. And then you got Dominic, who's who hated people, by people hate. Hated and by then him. and Finn is kind of like not really the sexy one anymore in the group. Like as far as like he he was the best wrestler in my opinion out of the four. Um, so and now the JD McCullough uh, angle, um, which goes back to uh, Bullet Club, right back in in Japan. Isn't that where he where they were together as the Bullet Club? Or I'm not, I I think that. 
JD was, uh, I don't remember if he was in, in Japan. I didn't follow him for that far back. Okay. But he was in NXT UK. Yeah. And oh, then right. in NXT. Right. So um, definitely, and they have some uh, history there. And the fact is that JD McCullough was trained by Finn Balor. Yeah, that's it. So that's that's, it. that's where that's where the connection is. So yeah, I think um, to cap it off. So yeah, these factions, Judgment Day, will go against um, another these other three, two or three uh, uh, factions, and I think they'll go. I think they'll go over because that's th- that needs to happen. The Judgment Day has to become uh, a, a internally turmoiled group, just like Bloodline, right? But the their angle is that they keep winning with the exception of Damien Priest keeps trying to cash in his money in the bank but it keeps coming up short and he doesn't actually go through with it and and that's where I think it's going to start to get hidden until Mania but for as far as Survivor Series yes I agree with you Judgment Day uh, needs to be there um, and um, Hit Row are they gone because they fired um, a couple of them Again. I think they fired top dollar. But top dollar, yeah. Not like I was a big top dollar fan anyway. But <laughs> but is that as a rapper or as, as a wrestler? We're going to touch up on this last part of SmackDown and uh, WWE, and then we're going to carry on to another topic that you've been wanting to touch up on. Mm-hmm. But this last part obviously has to do with the uh, Nick Aldis um, yeah. introduction. Now, Nick Aldis obviously had his little spat with Dominic Mysterio yeah. and that was to increase more heat with Dominic Mysterio and make Nick Aldis kind of like this fan favorite off the bat. Yeah. He had that shot where he said that he was um a big fan of his father, which really got under Dominic's skin. But then they brought up the fact that SmackDown had to trade away Jay Uso. Well, it, I mean, they said it was, on screen it was like quit, but now they're trying to spin it as they gave away a star, and yeah. it was that's how it was negotiated through Cody Rhodes. Yeah. So they said that another star had to be obtained from Raw in order to balance the scale. So guess who made his debut on SmackDown? Tell him, KO Kevin Owens. KO came to SmackDown. KO is now officially on SmackDown, which. He owed Roman Reigns to no end. Hold on. So, is Sammy staying on Raw then? Sammy is still on Raw. Yeah. So, they're going to have their thing with Jay and Sammy, I think. It seems like what's happening over there. Like, Sammy went from being, teaming with KO. They had a great run as champs. And then now it's it's Sammy and Jay. Because they were back together since Jay left the bloodline. Um, I, It could be a possibility. But right now, Jay is with um, Cody as the Universal That's Tag right. Team Champions. That's right. That's I mean, right. Yeah, the undisputed, I should say. Yeah, it's yeah. not universal, but yeah. <laughs> I'm still thinking of Roman and his belt. So but, Nick Aldis and, and, and yes, KO. we're going to call them belts. We're going to call them straps. They are what they are. Yeah. They're not. Yeah, yeah. I we're, mean, the, the married- champion wins the championship. Yes, we get it. But a championship is not something I can physically hold in my hand. No. I, I, I need a – this is pro wrestling. We need straps. We need belts. And That's we funny. need to keep it legit. Hey, the same way they call the uh, NHL champ. Keep it real! <laughs> the, same way, <laughs> the same way they call the the NHL <laughs> final, final, the NHL Cup. The Stanley right? the Cup. Stanley Cup. Yeah. It's a cup. So they call it a cup. Yeah. They don't call it a title. They don't call it a championship. It's it's a cup. Um, 
Or if you want to call it a championship, call it a championship belt. Right. Because a championship is like the actual like being on top. Like you won the championship. But the prize itself should be what it is. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, like in, yeah. in the NBA, it's a championship ring. Or the Larry O'Brien trophy. Trophy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... In, or the uh, Super Bowl, uh, you know the Super Bowl rings yeah. and the, um, but they call them what they are. Right. So let's call them what they are. They are belts. Do you guys agree? If you agree or, or disagree, we'd love to hear from you. Comment on this. Episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. So Nick Allis, new GM, SmackDown. So they're going back to the to the GM route. Uh, yeah. They they, they keep take, going away from this, coming back to this. Uh, Adam Pierce kind of just came out of nowhere. And was it's pro just, wrestling. Stuff happens in cycles. Even angles are. I know, from but when you watch wrestling for as long as you and I have, it becomes like we you, we we get excited when something new happens, right? That's why I was excited about the Shinsuke heel turn because that Shinsuke heel turn was gonna lead to a anti-hero. It was it was definitely gonna lead to that. Maybe that's why they stopped it because they were like, oh shit, this is gonna become a hot thing that people are gonna want. He was becoming like a villain, not a heel, and that's why I liked it. Well, the hesitation that i believe on wwe's part um when it comes to shinsuke is the fact that his english is pretty piss poor but it works and he doesn't well it works that his english it was works broke. it works only for a certain amount of time but tra- because that's yeah. you know at some point it's gonna get it's gonna wear thin and then where do you go it, like the guy has to like don't get me wrong you could have a guy that doesn't speak or or female or that doesn't speak english well still do well in pro wrestling but they gotta have something more to a character shinsuke hasn't developed that nuance for some reason you know who does it really well asuka does it really well because she can hardly speak english but there's so much like well she has eccentric yeah like and she elements knows, to a character there's so much depth right and she speaks japanese when on those rants yeah and then those those hit even though people don't understand most of them, uh, it's uh, it's still it still hits because they know she's just <laughs> she's she's snapped. She's she's yeah. really good at yeah. like saying something without actually saying something. And I love the and uh, I think the that's Miz, something that like to pay homage. I think that's something that Shinsuke needs to develop a little more right. as a wrestler. Shinsuke. But he's an excellent in ring worker, and I wish he would have. A I, I feel. I, yeah. I'm just saying that's my guess yeah, on right. why WWE wouldn't have. Pulled the trigger on it. Yeah. I, maybe, maybe Triple H will bring it back because the problem with something like that is when you hit gold, don't go away from it because then it loses its essence. Well, the same way when Mick Foley used to uh, cut promos with music in the background, that was a fucking genius idea as mankind, early mm-hmm. mankind. That's what I was seeing with Shinsuke, it, and it was like I said, it was a completely different take on it. Shinsuke had music in his promos, even though he was speaking Japanese. With subtitles, it it worked. It was like watching anime. It was like watching like you know. It was watching like Japanese drama. Like it was, it was amazing. I loved it. And uh, maybe Seth wasn't the right opponent for that type of character, but there are plenty of wrestlers uh, that would be. I think that you might be onto something, but I think where the WWE dropped the ball, and I'm gonna close it on this last point before we move to the next topic. Yeah. But I think where WWE dropped the ball with that was I do like. The using the the subtitles and so forth, I think his promos were too long. 
They should have been. They should have kept the, the the subtitles, but more straight to the point. Like kind of like instead of having this drawn out thing where he talks about his back for like literally five minutes. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, just like more menacing. Like you're black. I'll break it. Or like yeah. you know, like but shortened to the point. It's, it was like Ivan Drago esque. Right? Yeah, that's what I loved about it. But indeed, but Ivan Drago was more effective because he said less and did more. That's right. And that's what they need to do. That's what they need to do. You're right. Yeah, I I think they needed to hone on that. But they did have something. But it was blurring the lines of of wrestling and reality. Like, it was like he was bringing in real shit. And that's why it worked. Anyway, so let's see where that goes. Um, Onward to the uh, other side of the pro wrestling world, to AEW. You think you know me. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, rated R superstar. Oh, man, I wish he was... um, what was his name? Uh, that ring announcer, because he loved he loved bringing Edge in when he was in WWE. Um, he was like, uh, weighing at two hundred twenty-six pounds, the rated R. Was it Finkel? Howard Finkel? Superstar? No, it wasn't Finkel. It was um, it was uh, it was a guy. Uh, I'll look it up. But um, anyway, but uh, so anyway, they don't have him, but they do have uh, the other ring announcer who. Calls, brought him in as uh, rated R superstar, uh, which by the way wasn't uh, uh, patented by. Oh WWE. yeah, no, you know what? Yeah, like, um, were you talking about a, a AEW ring announcer or were well, you talking the, about um, I'm, a WWE the, one? Because I'm saying the WWE. I'm not, because up until this point, no one's ever, unless it wasn't a person that was transferred to WWE. I mean, AEW from WWE. I can't think of anybody who's ever announced his name before. Superstar. He always carried that. It was a Chimmel. It was Chimmel. Tony Chimmel. Tony Chimmel. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tony, Tony Chimmel, Chimmel was that. Uh, he he kind of made that entrance more memorable. Um, so, right at, so, formerly known as Edge, Adam Copeland, now in AEW. He debuted at the last pay-per-view, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, against uh, it was the match with. Uh, it was the match that w- that had um, uh, Christian versus um, uh, Skater Boy. Um, um, Darby Allen. Darby Allen. Yeah, yeah. It Man, was. It, wasn't it a triple threat actually? Was it? It was uh, Darby Allen and Luchasaurus, and then Christian ended up winning uh, the the title by pinning Luchasaurus. I think it was just Christian and Darby. It was Christian versus Darby, and then. Uh, the 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 young the his friend turned on him. Oh, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the match afterwards where well, Christian actually won the title because he's now officially yeah. Um, what is it? The TNT title now? She, he's a TNT champ. Yeah, because, because he wasn't a, at first. Yeah, they had because it was Luchasaurus, and then the thing is they had a triple threat match between Darby Allen, yeah, Luchasaurus, and uh, and Christian Cage. And uh, Christian ended up pinning Luchasaurus. That's right. Which is, it's it, it's an interesting angle because um, Luchasaurus is still loyal to him despite having lost to Christian Cage. So Russell Dream was was where he made his debut, right? Okay. Russell Dream. Uh, I'm not crazy about AEW uh, pay per view names, by the way. All in and all out are amazing, but the rest of them, I don't. I'm like they uh, sound influenced by Japan for some reason. Well. Don't they work with Japan? Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, yeah. like, they're, they're, a lot of their top stars in the EVPs are literally spent most of their careers in Japan. Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah. it would be reasonable for them to... Uh... But, like, I loved, East, like, 
Uh, uh, oh, ECW had some of the best names for that. Yeah, their like December to Remember, right? Or December <laughs> to Dismember, I think yeah. it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, but, but so, so. But to focus on yeah. um, Adam, gonna, Copeland. Yeah. I, Adam Copeland. Adam Copeland. I have to remind myself <laughs> to keep calling him Adam Copeland. MJF called him Edge and, in the post. I the, don't. Yeah, that that was that was interesting. That was because did you see uh, did you see Tony Khan's face? <laughs> He's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> MJF doesn't care. That's what I love about him. But like, <laughs> okay, I understand that's his real name. That's not as as far as real names go. It's literally I'm WCW not knocking, style. I'm not knocking him, but that name just doesn't hit for me as a wrestler. Okay, so this is good. Why did it work when Razor? Became Scott Hall, but it didn't, and and um, Diesel became Kevin Nash, but it doesn't work with Adam Copeland. Well, because okay, th- this is because okay, for starters, when Ray, we're looking at when you look at that um, perspective, Razor Ramon and Diesel were WWE name creations that were given to these characters who already existed before they came to the WWE. As the previous names. Yeah. They As had, the real names, I mean. Because yeah. um, when you talk about WCW, they, they weren't established as anyone. Because if you think about it, um, um, Kevin Nash came in prior to coming in as Diesel. He was Vinny Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nobody cared for Vinny Vegas, no. so it was really easy to ditch yeah. that name. Yeah. And then when it comes to Razor Ramon, he was the diamond stud. And he was in a stable with Diamond yeah. Dallas Page. Yeah. And again, a name that didn't really stick. Now But Scott Hall is such a cool name. Like it was just well, well yeah. First of all, Scott Hall is a cool name. Uh, but Scott Hall is also a very shortened to the point name. Scott Hall. Yeah. Kevin Nash. Yeah. There's like two syllable really um oh, just Kevin is two syllables. All the other names. Well, well the yeah, other, the yeah, two, three syllables. Yeah, but like Scott is one. Yeah, yeah. So um <laughs> I actually do the syllable yeah. thing. So uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lay night. But uh yeah. There no. you go, Kevin. But so, um so Adam, okay. But yeah, so finish. But then, so yeah, to finish that up, they went. They only really were in, even though they had such great runs there. They were only in WWE, if you really believe it, for like two, maybe max three years. But they had pushes. Yeah, they had great Diesel pushes. Diesel and Taker had. A I match. mean, the Diesel, Diesel had a championship yeah. run on multiple occasions. Yeah. Scott Hall. Scott and Hall had, had a his, great match. Had multiple and Intercontinental runs Shawn and tag Michaels. team runs. Yeah. And so, so it's easy to forget that they weren't in the industry long when, or, you know, they were relatively in, in, in terms of national recognition because nobody really knew who they were in WCW in their prior runs. As far as national recognition, they were two to three years into that. So there was a little easier for them to make the transition. People could kind of. And their names helped. They can make that transition easier. I Edge, think, how many years was he at the I WWE? Know, I know. It's it, how legendary is the name 
edge and like how synonymous is it with what we recognize him as we think about it he's probably been in the industry for like what like over 20 years yep, i'm just yeah. guessing so you go for over 20 years of calling a guy a one syllable name mind you that's edge. what is it that's what i was going to say I think and then now you have to go adam copeland it took, it took the edge off literally of his character <laughs> yeah yeah it does it takes the edge off it i think when you go from a a fucking amazing name like edge to then adam copeland it becomes it, it takes they should and then rated r superstars like you're saying everything but edge basically yeah so it's like just everyone mm. know you know what's crazy to me what would have been cool is if he just went by the rated r superstar but even then i feel like it would have been better, edge without yeah, you're right but it would have been better than adam copeland what if they called him ledge <laughs> just add an L to it because it's like you're technically not saying Edge um, all they would really need to do to be honest with you I think in terms of a copyright thing is they would have found a unique way to spell Edge yeah like Taz did Taz did the same thing ECW Taz was one Z and WWE Taz was two Z's yeah so yeah uh, but to be fair Vince did eventually buy the rights to those, so he could have done that. And Tony regardless. can afford to buy Edge. He, it's not like he can't. But I mean, Tony could afford to pay CM Punk and give him his own show. Then yeah, so he can afford to. <laughs> okay, now we're going there. That's a good segue. <laughs> okay, so my quick thoughts on Punk. Um, I know this is way after the point, but um, uh, I'm going to speak about Punk as a as a fan of his character. In the ring, um, and on the mic, and a rebel again, a rebel without a cause at this point, um, and, or a company. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I feel punk um, never has had a legitimate break uh, mentally from any combat sport, and I include UFC and and wrestling um, since the age of fourteen when he started um he's he's talked about it uh himself where he hasn't had a summer break uh the only one he had was when he quit wwe and and he went to get married um and they fired him on uh on his wedding day which all of that I mind saw. you that wasn't really even a break because despite even the marriage part even if we were to include that yeah. he was still dealing with recovering from a staph infection what exactly so what 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 the difference is between him taking a long hiatus from wrestling versus the rock or or christian even was the fact that they actually took breaks from wrestling and they took breaks from combat sport they didn't then go and train for a whole other sport which Punk did. So in these seven years that he was gone, he didn't actually get a mental break. And it, even if he didn't do UFC, what was everyone chanting? It was chanting CM Punk at all these wrestling events. Every time he would get seen at a at a, a Cubs game or a Blackhawks game, hey, CM Punk, CM Punk, when are you coming back? So he never truly got a break from wrestling. Um, a lot of people think he did. I think he just subbed in ufc that took a lot of years off of his career i if you're asking me uh truthfully um his his fighting career and wrestling career because that that sport is brutal and he tried to train in a year and a half to have his first fight where the other fighters have been training their whole lives they didn't have pro wrestling as a sport to then go into ufc so we have to consider all this 
I'm not excusing what he did uh, um, at at the pay per view at All Out. Um, or sorry, at All In in, in England. Um, but he was asked to go and talk to uh, Jungle Boy for uh, be, from the from from the boys. He was asked to go talk some sense into him because he wanted to use real glass for that uh, for that spot. And Punk was trying to talk sense into him to not do that, and it's going to expose the business. Yeah, I think everybody is like familiar right now with you know um, what happened at right. All In. So yeah, and you know the the altercation that took place fair, with fair. Uh, Jungle Boy and so forth, um, which is still he's still suspended by the way. Yeah, uh, well, I mean he's been terminated. He's been terminated. did they fire him? He's been terminated as a wrestler and as a because he also had another contract as a backstage but he's been terminated oh wow um, i had no yeah. idea okay and the um the situation that really uh, that we really got to speculate on right now is what's punk's future really? yeah so because here's where I, yeah. we all know what happened at all in we all know that uh, you know who was at fault there and you know we're not making excuses for cm punk no. nor are we making excuses for uh, Jack Perry. So uh, here, before we but, go on, because you just said, I'm, I want to read, this is as of September 4th, which is about seven, eight days ago. Or, yeah. like September 4th? September 4th, 2023. The That's latest, not like three, four days ago. That's I said like seven, eight days ago. Uh, well, you said September 4th. Uh-huh. It's, Octo it's, it's October. It's over a month. Oh, wow. I'm tripping. Why, <laughs> why am I thinking it's September? I'm thinking it's September 4th. Yeah. I'm Dummy. A, I'm <laughs> I've been recording uh, uh, shows and episodes all day today, so this is my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. Um, okay, I'm I'm looking for new. While you news. look for that, bottom line, what we got to discuss here is CM Punk's future. Yeah, I mean, CM Punk. Yeah. So first you tell of all, me what you think, and then I'll tell you as for, a fan. Well, anyway. first of all, what I want to pose a question is this: because I personally would love to see him back in wrestling. I don't think that he should go out in this way. I think he should have the opportunity to go out the right way. Um, but but the grant you yeah. granted though that that Samoa Joe match was a it was a wonderful match but I don't yeah. think that he should go out in that way um, I think he should have a proper close to his career even if it's not that much longer um, yeah. I do want to say that I don't know at this point if there's a uh, because of the circumstances around this event if there's really a demand to bring him back WWE actually went on record. It could be a form of misdirection because WWE does do this. But WWE recently, a few days, went on record saying that there have been no talks to bringing CM Punk back into the company. Which, again, like I said, WWE does do the misdirection thing once in a while. But because again, they still believe in kayfabe. <laughs> a, because AEW has... But the thing is, like AEW hasn't publicly came out and made any statements about having a desire to bring him back either. In fact, they're trying to promote it as it's a good thing and it's become a more relaxed environment since he's gone. So Punk needs to heal. Is he going to come back? I think Punk needs to heal uh, mentally. He's, uh, I think Punk's uh, very old school in, with his backstage politics. Um, and that is why, but, but the only difference, but what makes it a problem is that he doesn't, he's not able to see other perspectives from today's, uh, backstage, which is very much more inclusive with the group. And, and there's no clicks really, uh, as much as there used to be, 
um, uh, with a C or a K. Um, and I just think that Punk, he should take this next five to six months off and, and kind of get forgotten about, which he never gets forgotten about, but just... Uh, just be kind of allow himself to just genuinely take some break. Go on a go on vacation with AJ and just and just enjoy and be able to just uh, decompress. Okay. Um, I know it's it's old news now that, but it 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 does t- it does it it needs to be mentioned. That the EVPs had a meeting scheduled with Punk to squash whatever the beefs they had, beef they had, and they canceled that meeting the, the morning of All In, and so Punk uh, was irate at that because he's trying to he was trying to make men's. They did their little on-screen beef back and forth, um, digging at each other and all that, but. So, Punk, my biggest thing with Punk is if he's going to come back, he should come back. If he's coming back to WWE, he should come back on the Monday after WrestleMania. I think that's where it would get the biggest pop. If he comes back at Mania, it takes away from all the other storylines that have been working. And it it, kind of hijacks it, and he's not going to be liked by the by the players in the in the back. I do think that Punk needs to be away for some time, even if he comes back. He was talking about teasing two months with nothing to do. I think as nice as it would be to see him, November is too soon. 100%. And I will say this as well. I will, and I'll say this, and then I'm probably just going to close out the CM Punk thing, unless you have some final thoughts on it. Yeah. I'll say this. Um, AEW needs to also acknowledge in a way that they dropped the ball in the CM Punk situation. Punk is responsible for losing his temper. Punk is responsible for the altercation, yes. But it's like one of those things where... putting Tony Khan in danger. But it's one of those things where it's like you're in a school and the kids are getting bullied and everybody just ignores the fact that something's happening and then they wonder why a school shooting happened. And I'm not... By the way... We're not advocating school shootings on this show, but I'm trying to make this comparison mentally to say this. Um, As a person that runs a wrestling organization, Tony Khan should have taken more of a executive role as an, or a more administrative role in terms of handling this situation and still trying to be the wrestlers friends and trying to make them all get along Mm -hmm. and please everybody the reality of the situation is this if tony khan was a little bit more hands-on with dealing with the situation he was the one that was going to try and enforce these meetings with the evps he was doing damage control before a lot of this stuff happened Punk wouldn't be in this position. They wouldn't be a backstage altercation. Well, the, the 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 easiest thing you could have done is not allow EVP to cancel that meeting. He has the final say. Take the fucking meeting. If you guys aren't gonna make up, that's fine. But you need to talk the shit out. That pent up holding the stuff in for over a year. 
that catches up literally from last all in to this all in or that last all out to this all in was that how long they've had beef well see that's that's the thing that the wwe i give them credit for um in regards to how they handle situations like this Mm, a lot of times when there are altercations backstage and there are many in WWE. Some of them they don't they, even talk about until late. Well, it's not even just that they're good at hiding it. Vince will hear about it, and Vince will st- Vince back in the day yeah. would step in yep. and do what he needed to to handle the situation. Vince would never say I was afraid. Even yeah. even yeah. even with the Bret Hart situation, with the screw job, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, got- he got a lot of heat, and rightfully so. But he never like, but he never denied his involvement. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He said you know, he took responsibility. I mean, the angle on TV was Brett screwed Brett, but in reality, even he acknowledged that he made the decision that he made. Yeah, and he gave reasons for it, regardless of whether we agree or disagree. But it was something that he was involved in. He knew what was going on in his company. Yeah. Other situations that arise, even with the CM Punk thing that he mishandled in the W, he was still involved. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, we can't say that it was, like, for example, he didn't send Triple H to handle his problem. He, uh, the, yes, there was a beef with Triple H in terms of they didn't want yeah. him to have a match, but it's not like he sent Triple H over there to, like, deliver his papers or handle. Vince McMahon was pretty hands-on when it came to de- uh, handling conflicts with his own company. But hold on. I Tony just... Khan yeah. steps in, and he tries to be the wrestler's friend. And when you're running a company with so many big egos and so many people that yeah. are trying to look out for their own careers, in many ways rightfully so, yeah. because it's their career. No one's going to look out for you in that business if you're not looking for your, right. out for yourself. You need to take the role... Of an authority figure. Yeah. And I think that's where he dropped the ball. No, yeah. I will I will uh I will call one I will challenge one notion about Vince McMahon with uh, the punk situation getting fired. Um he went on Stone Cold's podcast, Vince did, when Stone Cold's podcast came on to WWE TV, right? And on the on the network. And he said Stone Cold asked him, he's like, so the CM Punk situation, uh, and then immediately he said, we did not intend, we did not intend to have his uh, termination papers delivered on his wedding day. That was, that was not um, our intention. I call cap on that. I I think he's lying. I think, I think. That might be possible. I'm not saying that's not because Vince has been, had a record of being very petty. Like even young Vince from the old WWF days. Remember the yeah, like Vince when with the steroid, all the steroid uh, accusations. You remember that interview when he smacks the guy's paper out of his hands? He's like, "Oh, you think you know?" Like uh, Vince used to take pot shots at people all the time. The, the um, um, Window Rotunda's uh, father, yeah. um, the IRS, the yeah. IRS character. Yeah, um, was a shot at the feds. Right. Uh, we're not the feds. The, the the IRS for looking into his uh his records, yeah, yeah. you know, because they were trying to tax him because a whole dispute of wrestling and yeah. sports entertainment deal. But that was a shot at them. Yeah. Vince is very petty. He's done this multiple times, both subtly and directly. So I don't doubt what you're saying. But 
What I'm saying is he knew about it. He yeah. was involved no matter what. I mean, yeah. it, it wasn't – and he definitely wasn't trying to please anybody. Right. If anything, he was trying to hurt somebody yeah. <laughs> maliciously yeah. by doing that. But the one thing he you can't say is he doesn't know what's going on in his company. He knows. He might lie to you about it, yep. but he definitely knows. Yep. And I think sometimes – Tony Khan doesn't know what's going on within his own. But company. I believe Tony's going to get better. I think. Yeah, Tony- no, it's a young organization. I'm not condemning Tony because it's but- not going to be an Eric Bischoff situation where it just keeps going downhill. I think Tony is going to turn it around. I honestly believe if. Well, that's because there's no Hulk in the, in the fucking. Uh- there's company. no creative control on the on the part there's of the, a, there's no, the well, creative the EVP control. It's kind of the same shit right now. Well, yes, but let's be real. The EVPs haven't been winning a lot of matches. I know, but so they're they're not Hoganing yet. Hogan rarely dropped to people. You're talking to a Hogan yeah, mark, right. but like. Hogan rarely dropped matches to people. They had to beg him to get a clean for for someone to get a clean win like on the him. Jeff Jarrett one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, Last we'll, final thing, by the way. Oh, sorry. Close yeah, out yeah. No, talk. I was just gonna say. Yeah, I, I think. Um, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that I, I want like the fan in me wants Punk to actually go back to AEW, um, but I think the business decision that's gonna hap- end up happening because of the Bucks being having so much power in in AEW is that Punk is actually gonna end up going back to. WWE. He's not going to Japan, and he's not going to go to any of the other uh, companies that are out there right now. Um, he's well, he can't go to ROH because ROH has a joint uh, uh, agreement with uh, yeah with uh, AEW. But he wouldn't so. even. I don't think he would have gone back to ROH. Even. Well, I mean, they could have struck a deal where he would be like Samoa Joe. It's an ROH kind of guy, but he's still in. AEW it's like an or like WWE they, bought ECW or, that's yeah. what it would be they tried to do that with Impact but Impact sucks too much yeah. I'm sorry no. uh, I, you know Impact was a partnership whereas ROH is owned by Khan so that that's the difference yeah um, so anyway I think Punk uh, I want him back in AEW and I want him to uh, get make that uh, it's really just him dealing with Tony Khan and, and asking for Khan's forgiveness for getting aggressive and then, but but otherwise, I think the reality is uh, WWE is going to where he's where he's going to end his career. So, well, um, no matter where Punk ends up, I definitely would like to see him wrestle, have one last run, and uh, I wish him the best. And Punk, if you're watching this at any point in time, even if it's a year from now, revisiting these episodes. I'll put this out into universe. We'd love to have you on the podcast. So. Let's go. I would love to have Punk on the podcast. Yeah. We also what happened last time you had a podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, you know, might be good for the views, you know. <laughs> Punk, bring some of those pastries with you from Chicago. Yes. Bring me a deep dish because I love deep dishes. Same. Um, Double up. And by yeah. the way, speaking of Chicago, we're gonna have frequent guest drop-ins by none other than Pratik himself, one of my uh, old roommates. Uh, here at the crib and also a Chicagoan um, and he's back in Chicago right now uh, Pratik if you're Shout listening to, to this Pratik. yeah yeah you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be weighing in on a lot of this uh, another avid wrestling fan final subject real quick and then you know we're probably gonna have to round this up let's but, wrap it up yeah. yep wrap it up you know wrap it up like we're going in head first <laughs> <laughs> but what okay. do you got what do you got okay Jade Cargill that's right yeah she's uh 
What was her um, What was her name when she was uh, the TBS champ? She was called the. Uh, oh, that bitch show. What did she call that? <laughs> did she call herself that? I think so. That she 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 said that. Hey, you know she's a real deal when when WWE is putting that much money in her. Um, I'm sorry, AEW I, has a lot of money, but WWE has a lot of clout still in wrestling because of all the years and and experience that they have in recognizing talent. And I think Jade Cargill can be the next Jade Cargill. I'm not going to call her the next China because I think China uh, was a completely different animal. But Jade Cargill, I'm sure, has some inspiration from China, but... Uh, she's, well, she's they got, do that anytime there's a dominant female. There were earlier conver- I mean, early um, comparisons to um, China when it came to uh, Rhea Ripley too. Yeah, but yeah, you know, they're they're different characters. They're definitely uh, different approaches. Um, so what do you think? Which show is she going to be on? Because she's been on all. Three, she's done so. the rounds. She's done the rounds. She was she's, on Fastlane too, by the way. Yeah. So um, yeah. Jade Cargill. Um, I predict that she'll still go to NXT. You think she's going to um, Because his, I mean, again, don't quote me on this. History has shown, though, that most stars, no matter where they come from, how big, the only star that ever made it straight jump from um, getting hired to the main roster was AJ Styles. And we know how phenomenal AJ Styles is. You know, the, he's like basically a generational athlete when it comes to wrestling. Yeah, so yeah. that's a that's a whole different beast. And he literally wrestled all around the world. We're talking about Jade Cargo. Jade Cargo is definitely a rising talent, but there is definitely still a lot of dues that she's got to pay. Yeah. Um, that's not why they're going to stick her in. You know, um, NXT, NXT is not though. paying dues, by the way. NXT, yeah. Um, NXT is mainly because. Um, it's a it's performance a place. center is where you pay your dues, but not yeah. in, in on the show. And by the way, she visited the performance center too. That's right. Um, but I do believe that NXT is um, you know a training ground where it's like hands on training. You're actually doing matches, going on live shows, getting used to. You're learning the WWE way. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what it's for. You know, yeah. she's gonna learn the WWE way. Do I foresee her stay there being long? No, because they're already teasing. Um, showdowns with established WWE legends and stars. So I don't foresee her staying there that long, but I do believe that she will start in NXT. Do you have any... um, Do you think she has any weaknesses? Any weaknesses to her game? Weaknesses as a wrestler or or, or on the mic or um, even as like uh, backstage? Uh, Do you think she has any missing link before she's pushed like an LA Knight is being pushed I think that you know I don't think that they should use a brush up that's probably not the right word but I believe that she could improve on her mic skills she could improve on the mic skills and not necessarily because she's bad on the mic I believe it's because that the WWE has a certain way that they like to have their promos delivered. Yeah. They're very particular about it. Even even the verbiage that they use. Maybe they're changing. You're not allowed to use certain words. It's always ever changing. No, no, no. But, but I'm saying like, maybe it's going to get a lot more relaxed now that Trips is fully in charge. It might be. Because Trips was a, what had his own promos. He was not given promos. It might be. But the thing about 
the trips thing is um it's really going to come down to the ufc and the or the entity that owns them because well i think they've they're given going full creative to control the triple h they said you you true control but this. the creative control in terms of how you want to run your show but there are still tv network deals that they have that they have to adhere to when it comes to certain language. The same USA Network that had the Attitude Era on it is the same USA Network. Yes, that has but Raw. the same USA Network that had the Attitude Era on it is a, well. Actually, that wasn't this. Uh, that that wasn't the USA Network. There was Spike TV that was, for a short. No, time. there was the, the no. There was a, if you go to SmackDown, you were in UPN for a while. SmackDown and, was on UPN, yes. which is the CW now. Yeah, uh, but um, but what I'm saying is. Uh, Raw was meant to be the dirtier show, right? That was always considered... Yeah, because they also had the slot where they were on later. The dirtier stuff usually happened on later in the show. Right, they did. But, um, the third hour. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like it, it's just a matter of, like, like for example, they... She was calling herself a bad bitch, right? Yeah. She's not going to get away with that on, on, on Well, you can to a certain extent, but you can only use it so many times. You know, because, you know, Becky Lynch has used the word bitch before, but like it's very it's in spurts. You can only they, they only let you get away it's with it. It's got to be very tasteful. A very it can't number be part of, time. of your character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, um, so but, here's the thing. Here's what I want to ask you then. Uh, yeah, but that's why they integrate you into NXT because NXT um, is a little bit more lenient. It gives you time to adjust before you make your transition. Fair. That's fair. So with that said, uh Let's each give our prediction, um, not on which show she'll get, go on. You said NXT. I think she's going to go to Raw. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Because they have more more time to fit in more wrestlers there. Um, so we, we have our predictions on that. Okay. So now, who is her first program? Again, that's going to depend on what show she ends up. Does on. it? Because the the WWE stars are going to NXT now regularly. So, yeah, but some of them are established. To be fair, the more established ones, the ones that are in the um, the the main event. Okay, um, so if so, pick pick someone in NXT then, if you think it's because, for example, I'll put it this way: it does make a difference because if you end up on Raw, I don't think you're going to go back and have a feud with someone in NXT. Do you think that's a fair point? Fair. Like, I'm not going to go ahead and um, say that, um, um, that um, for example, Jade Cargill, if she gets drafted to Raw, I'm not going to say she's going to have a feud with that one chick that Becky Lynch, for example, took the the belt from. What was it? Bianca? The, no, not Bianca. Remember uh, the NXT title? The, 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 oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. I can't think of her name I know, at the I moment. know. I'll look it up right now. Um, but no, so, so okay. So, so you can't, you're not going to go backwards with that. So with that said, who? With it? that said, who? Okay. Um, if she goes on Raw. Wait, you said NXT though. No, I know, but you're saying I'm saying let's say but, she okay, is let's on let's NXT. Let's see, so she's on the NXT. Program? The NXT, yeah. the first program. Um, it's gonna. It might depend. I mean, like, it, if she starts now, it's very. Uh, it might. I don't see them dropping her down to the bottom of the card because Tiffany she's already Stratton being. Was the last yeah, thing. I don't think yeah. she's gonna go ahead and wrestle people like two. I think that it's possible. You think she's gonna go against? The... Maybe she'll go against Becky. Becky's yeah, the NXT, the and I don't think that they're gonna put her like you said. 
earlier, even if she goes to NXT, I don't think she's going to start at the bottom no. of NXT. I think they're going to put her in with the top stars of NXT. And, I believe if that's yeah. the case, maybe Becky Lynch would be a, a opponent that year. Now, I put a caveat in there. That's if she goes to NXT, which is my prediction. I already see. I already see it. If, but, if yeah, but if she ends up on SmackDown, I think for sure she's gonna have a feud with Charlotte Flair, because they already teased that. They already teased that on SmackDown. Okay, but it's also she, and that was the only wrestler they've teased it with. But that's but it's also because Charlotte Flair has the experience to be able to put on a good match with her and cover up any inconsistencies or uh, weak points in Jade's game if she has one right now. Yeah. It's a good opponent to carry her through a match. Okay. All right. I So you got Becky Lynch. as. But yeah, I'm, um, I'm, right now it's Becky because my prediction is she lands on NXT. All right. I like that. I like that. Um, I think if there's any time to, to have her start in NXT, that would be, this will be, it will be here now. Because it, because you can still give her a main event push despite not being on... A, I don't see her getting a championship run yet in Raw, though. If she goes to Raw, she's definitely going to be like... Have a feud with somebody before she has it. Because Ripley's too hot right now and she's already feuding with like three people. Okay. Alright, I say Raw... I say she ends up on Raw, and I I already think I'm wrong. <laughs> That's fine. I think, but I'm gonna stick with it just for shits and giggles. I think she'll end up on Raw, and I think, and this is what I need to check to make sure. Bianca Belair would be a uh, would be a mat. It would it would actually be like a display of sheer athleticism when it comes to that match i could see her showing her skills to to sh to show the people that might not know her as 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 how amazing she actually is as an athlete okay no i see that as being a good match it's a good test of skills and and strength too um i will say i, I will ask i just you don't this, know if bianca's on wrong. i don't know if bianca is even active right now right i don't know if she i i forget is is she off TV right now? Yeah, there's a lot of people who are off TV right now. Um, and what the what happened to? Uh, but I I would say this: if it's not gonna be Bianca, let's let's just play things here since I've already picked for two. If it's not gonna be Bianca, I really think that, um, and it probably would be safe. It's a business wise. I think it's dangerous. Okay, I'm gonna say this off the bat right now. Business wise, it's dangerous. To start with Bianca, but no, not to be Bianca. I'm saying, but I think that it would make sense if they threw her in there with Nia Jax. Didn't Nia just get fired? She I, came back. Right I now, know. Right? I thought they like they downsized a lot. Hold on, I'm gonna look that up. But yes, I would agree if Nia is. She literally just came back. But Nia's dangerous, the... though, man. But see, see, that's why I say it's bad for business because I'm like again, you don't I, fuck I up. worry about the injuries. But here's the thing, though, like from a uh, from a, and this is why I'm playing devil because advocate here. From a program standpoint, like promoting the feud, yeah. Naya also thinks she's a bad bitch. Mm -hmm. Naya's huge. Naya's like that is supposed to be like the irresistible force, right? Mm -hmm. Well, like. 
like Jade could be the unsa- the, um, the unstoppable object, you know, the one that like, because she it would really test her strength to go against the bigger opponent. Yeah, I can see. So no, she's still, yeah, she's feud still wise, like t- entertainment wise, I like it. As far as business and safety is concerned, it's a bit risky. I will admit that. I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, right? yeah, I think. If she was a better worker, if Naya was a safer worker, then I think that would be the feud to like what? start with to give her the real, what, to give what, her the real job. What? Yeah. That, anyway, that's a, for a whole other episode. We can talk about because that. that's why I said they won't put her in with Ripley right now. Because right now, Naya is tied in with Ripley and with Raquel Rodriguez. They have like this three way yeah. feud going on right now, which I'm not sure where that's going. But uh, we'll see. Naya has been. Uh, yeah, she's got to really protect. I mean. She can do it. She's just she's a big she's a big strong woman. So it's like it's gonna be, it's almost like she she gets in her own way sometimes. Uh, uh, the Becky Lynch thing, I can say it was an accident. It, it it's not excusable, but it was it was genuinely an accident. But then it's it kept not happening. what Kyrie saying. That was that right. was uh, right. just carelessness. Right. All right. I say Bianca, and I just looked it up. Bianca is is requested some time off from WWE, but it says it. Can... That's why I thought she may not. So also, it said it could be about a month. Uh, at, Depending uh, on roughly, when Jade comes in, but I do agree. Eventually, they should cross paths. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that... even at some point when the tag team titles together, that would that be would a... be great. That would be. Um, okay, cool. So, episode one, Legend of Wrestling, in the books now, wrapped up. Wrapped up. Hopefully, the video's still on. Um, <laughs> yeah, but... make sure you like, subscribe. Or I will come to your house, break your back, and make you humble. Like, subscribe, you fucking jabroni. And have a good day. Fuck you and have a good day. <laughs> break your back! Fuck your ass! You the rocket! Break your back! You're the man! Fuck!